and Margaret's 89. Not too long ago, I was talking to Phil about age, and he told me that uh, he thinks it'd be cool to work with the elderly when he gets old. <laughs> so that's kind of how he views life. He, uh, you know, probably only has 10 or 20 good years left. So, so uh, we're really grateful for them to be among us. For we've had them about a month, and we have to say goodbye in a couple days. But we love having them around. They're not grouchy. They're they're fun to be with, telling jokes, helping us praise the Lord, praying together, and singing together, as you can as you can see. And so I asked him if I could interview them. As as you're listening, you can be thinking about your life, your destiny, your legacy. God's touched them and given them a legacy, and they, they've, they've passed it along well. Their children all love God. We sang together, and, and their grandchildren as well. We had a wonderful time, and we'll close it out. We got people coming from Iowa today, 23 people. And uh, so at about 1 o'clock, I'm going to, if you're still hanging around, I'm going to shoo you out of here. Karen said, how are we going to get him out? I said, I'm going to tell him. <laughs> out? And, uh, unless, and you're unless you're from Iowa and speak Japanese, <laughs> yeah, those two requirements. That's I don't know how we'll do it. It'll be hard because they love to hang out. I love to have you hang out. Oh. But this is not a. This is one of those days where we're not going to hang. We wanted to go outside, but it threatened. It it said it might rain this morning. Of course, we want it to rain, don't we? Yeah. Say yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we're, uh, we came inside uh, just in that possibility. But we'll go outside uh, the next Sunday that it works. You know, it works to do it. So I, I asked him a few questions, and uh, I asked uh, Phil, what led you to go to Japan rather than stay in the States after the war? Because you were in Japan, Iwo Jima, and you'd think that someone after that might not want to go back. What led you? And you shared that really powerful story. So I'd like you to share that with them. Uh, what story? <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Either you'll tell it or I'll tell it about the enemy. You know, you love your, you yeah. love those enemies. We were walking along uh, in, in the daytime in Iwo Jima, and you can do that uh, there, even during war, if you kind of know your area. Uh, anyway, anyway the, I had a buddy with me, and we were talking. This buddy happened to be out of Minneapolis, western side yeah. over there, and... Um, and we were kind of just talking back and forth, and then all of a sudden, I saw something. Before I could even open my mouth and, 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 and ask him, what is it down there, and so on, I recognized they were, it was about a, a room about, uh, you know, from the first seat to me here, about 10 feet or so, and circular, and it had steel pipes kind of going up around, 
and it had barbed wire wrapped all around this thing, and inside it's all about two or three figures moving a little bit. And I went, and I ran about 100 yards down a hill over there and got to there. Wow. I want to talk with them, but I didn't know any Japanese. I know what I'll do. I whipped out my wallet and I flipped it open and I had some pictures of my family. And I held them up like this and I said, that's my mom, that's my dad, and these guys are my, you know, my brothers and sisters. <laughs> and they looked at me, I said, mom, dad, I love them. And all of a sudden their faces went up and eyebrows and Oh, oh, oh. And then and then they jumped for their pictures. And and, and and they pulled out the pictures and they showed them and they were pointing to older couple of older people, that must be the folks. <laughs> and then they and there's a family or something. And then they were going <laughs> Apparently they loved their family like I loved my family, and we understood each other, and I didn't have anything more to say. I just, you know, out of there, back up to my body, and it leaked out. My buddy said, you love those people, don't you? How could he tell? <laughs> huh? <laughs> when you and I love somebody, people around will know it. Love is something that's expressed. Just a little smile from a, just a little bitty one is enough to knock me out. Yeah if you got love. And that's what they're saying. Apparently, I love the Japanese. Didn't most of them hate him? Yeah. And they weren't, they weren't afraid to let you know that. Were they happy with you that you loved them? No. What'd they tell you? They told me that. I they heard you say look, once they looked down at me. You were fraternizing with the enemy. Yeah. But something got into your heart that made you want to go back there. Yeah. They're no longer the enemy. They're, the war is over for them. War is over. No yeah. 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 And you guys feel free to enter into any of this. Yeah. So let me ask you another question. Let me just add, then I often tell people this, that um, he decided to bring, instead of bullets, he says, I'm going to bring Bibles to Japan and help rebuild that country, and he did that for 40 years. Huh. He still has 
metal in his body from stepping on a landmine in I Iwo Jima and took him six months to, to rebuild his body. And you might think after something like that, you want to go to a different direction. But God obviously put love in his heart that made him stay there for 40 years. That love is heavier than the shrapnel. <laughs> and it comes right down inside of you. And you say, yeah, that's the stuff I want to live by. Yeah. So when you go through security, do you set off alarms? <laughs> yes, for different reasons, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, question number two. What was the hardest part of the missionary work? Let's start with Grandma. What was the, what was the hard part of, of the work that you did there? You can stand or you can sit. Oh. I think it's okay. Um, it's, it's hard to remember because um, somehow when I was a little girl, the Lord <coughs> put a love for missions into my heart. And so I've always wanted to be a, a missionary and go overseas and tell people that had not a chance to hear about the love of Jesus. And so I was really looking forward to that and excited to go. And uh, so that helped a lot, I think, that the Lord had planted that seed a long time ago, a long time before that. So uh, it's hard to, hard to look back and think about anything hard. <laughs> you told me yesterday that one of the hard things was their sense of of kind of independence. Remember how you, you said that they, they felt like they didn't need they didn't need something they were rebuilding from mm -hmm. the inside and, and mm -hmm. it was it was hard to convince them that they needed the gospel. Did did you find that to be the case? Well I think that's true. I think uh, I think that's true uh, that the richer people get and they get put their uh, trust in other things and things instead of, uh, and, and uh, don't realize that, uh, that that's not gonna last. Uh, so that's a, a difficult thing. That's one of the things we have to remember to show them the need in their heart to realize that, to help them to realize that they, they uh, need something more than themselves. Did it, was you had missionaries in other lands, did, did the experiences that you had in Japan, were they similar to other countries or did other countries, was, did it seem to be easier for them to bring people to the Lord? I think in many cases the Japanese seemed self-sufficient and they didn't need anything. Why, what are you, what are you trying to show us? What do you, who do you think you are that you're better than we are, mm -hmm. you know? That's, that, that can, was a little I, difficult. can I remind uh, uh, you what you told us uh, that when MacArthur called uh, for missionaries after World War II, that was when there was some devastation and there was a need, and so that that time at that time they were more open but also cautious. Isn't that what you told us? And uh, there someday we'll we'll show a little clip of a. 
of a documentary uh, movie that was made in 1952. Well, two was when they went, 1952, they went to Japan for the first time. And it was called Suzuki, you know that name. Uh, not only are cars and motorcycles Suzuki, but people's names are Suzuki. Most common, uh, uh, most common name. But it is about, uh, they show on, on the film, uh, my mom and dad and all the missionaries, the biggest missionary group that had gone to Japan in 1952 uh, was a Lutheran group, and we went on a huge ocean liner. And I just remember, of course, seeing the movie and seeing that uh, how you two had to work at the language. Of course, Finnish is similar to Japanese, so my dad, I think, learned it a bit easier, but they both are musicians, so that helped. And the fact that you just said you loved, uh, you were excited about this, you loved this mission call to go to Japan, that made a huge difference. And thank you for, of course, including us. That's what we would say to you. And of course, we've seen the, the tsunami, uh, when the tsunami happened, I think uh, there was again a need, but and as you were saying too, as people in Japan started to rebuild, just like here, we are sufficient with the material goods and we have no needs. Yeah, yeah. How about you, Phil? What was hard for you? Uh, to go back to Japan? To, go, uh, to, to do the missionary work, what did you find difficult? Uh, it, it wasn't difficult to go. Right. Um, but after you get there, you discover uh, people are not responding, receiving, taking in the goodies that you, you want to be, be sharing, giving, you know. Uh, then you kind of scratch your head until you're down to your neck or something. Uh, I mean, what can I do to help these people? Uh, understand. Uh, well, we were halfway there. <laughs> we had them scratching their heads, wondering what we were doing there. And they were stopping us. They would, uh, pardon me, take our kids, you know, like they're playing around, and then they bring them in off to the other room in their houses, and, and then they'd quiz them like mad trying to find out what it is that makes them the way they are. And, and it, it, they were bewildered. You know, that, you, that you were put, there. Huh? That you were there. Yeah. yeah. And that you said that, that you loved your wife. They, they, they were not used to the way that they expressed love. They would go on walks. Tell them that one. Well... Every morning after we, getting up in the morning and doing our basics, we would go out for a walk. It, it's basic exercise, you know. And we'd go around that lake. Probably hold hands, at least. What else do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. And... Uh, I don't know, maybe I'd pick the little girl a little bit, but, uh, you know, uh, it was basically a walk around. You know. or a job. And these guys, these people, they did not understand it. 
one thing is the Japanese do not express things out in public. Nowhere, nothing. And even in private, they hardly express it. <laughs> you know? And th this I didn't know. I, uh, little by little, I, uh, I received information or caught on or dug it out some way. And you're not that expressive. No! <laughs> no. And any anyway, that was kind of a little conundrum for us, you know, of, like a, a series of doors, and I couldn't see around them. Didn't know what, what, what was going on. So it was hard for us uh, to know that it's difficult for them to catch on, pardon, to an open expression of love, yeah. you know. And so they were scratching their heads and asking one another, what in the world is going on over there? Uh, you know, it wasn't just here. Our kids would go around running around like everything depended upon us. Mm -hmm. And they would come on and you're bright eyed and you fill my cup and what have you, you know? Yeah, of course. You're thirsty, you need it, blah, 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 you know. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was hard to see a, 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 a diminished life w without an expression of loving relationships. Let me ask you the opposite question of that, then. What did you find most satisfying? Let's start with Grandma here. What what did you uh, experience that was very gratifying for you in your work there? Very satisfying. Well, I think it helped, <coughs> helped that uh, the Lord put a desire for me to be a missionary uh, since I was very, very young. And so uh, it was gratifying just to be there and to realize that here I am I'm over in Japan and have a chance to, to witness to all these people. And, uh, pardon? To praying and worship, yes. To pray and, and worship freely. And, uh, and to uh, be doing what I've always wanted to do all my life, that was just. So did you see some fruit there? And was that gratifying? Some fruit in people coming to faith? Yes, yes. I, uh, <laughs> I suppose I was very naive. I, I would tell Phil, look, Phil, everybody's coming. Oh, look at this. Everybody wants to believe in Jesus. You know, <laughs> I just felt because they came, they wanted to believe in Jesus. I didn't even worry about their motives or anything. You know, it just seemed like they were hungry for the Lord. And so I think we accepted them with joy and and love and and thanksgiving mm -hmm. that helped I think sure. we were not trying to look down at them or teach them something or just share with them yeah. the joy that we had wonderful yeah and, and then did you see some fruit along the way yeah I guess we did 
I mean, it's was so many years there and so long that I can't remember all everything now, all the details. But uh, certainly, did we had wonderful, wonderful, wonderful joys, didn't we? Our, our children I'm will remember oh, better than we do. Oh, yeah, I just want to share one thing there. I know when we go back to Japan, my mom is so happy to see these ladies, and they just love her. They come, and she goes, oh, this is like my family, and I love them so much, and they love Jesus. And many of them became Christians, even though their husbands really didn't accept, and some had to um, suffer a lot of, um, like uh, what do you say, from their families, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, persecution, and they, yeah. Um, separation, your rejection from their families. But I also thought of one thing when we're talking about the Japanese and accepting the faith. I remember going with my dad, because I did live a lot uh, with them. Uh, for, fortunate, my brother and sister had to go to the dorm, but I was with them a lot. And I remember one time coming back and serving, we were planting a church, and we were going from house to house. And you talk about the Japanese, in one sense, they are so polite and smiling, and they'll that expression they'll give you, smile and bow, yes, we will come to church. And I was so excited with mom and dad, at least 100, no, maybe just 50. Anyway, a lot of people said, yes, they'll come. So we're sitting in church, getting there early, so excited. And it came, you know, 10.30, usually church starts at 10.30. No one had come yet. I took a deep breath at 10.35, 10.40, and I started getting so nervous and praying harder than I ever prayed before. Lord, just bring the people. I didn't want my dad to get disappointed. And I think finally maybe one showed up, and I felt so bad, and I'm like, oh, Dad, I'm so sorry. No one came. And I remember his response. If we just save one person, it's worth it for us yeah. to come here to Japan. Yeah. So that's one thing I just wanted to share. So it wasn't a lot, and it was harder than, I, they might not remember this, but I remember going to the churches where we had, uh, that supported us, and you know, they might say in five years there was five or seven, maybe ten, and I know that the other missionaries that came from Africa would say, 300 came to the Lord. And I remember, he probably doesn't remember the feeling of, what you guys do there, play golf every day? You know what I mean? So yeah, it was a lot harder in Japan, yeah, than other countries. What was most satisfying for you? Thank you, Mary. What was what was satisfying for you, Philip? Um, uh, just to see people receive Jesus. Uh, when we have just a simple, pardon me, opportunity of following a program or what have you, and to see people say, "Yeah." Come in, Jesus. Thank you. Amen. I go. Ah! No, pardon me. I've kept my pants in my pocket. No, uh, but I was just so excited to see someone g get that, take that love, and that's why Jesus has come for anybody, everybody, and for the Japanese. Can you imagine when he goes, yeah! <laughs> They're not used to that. <laughs> I think he became a real character <laughs> because of his response. They loved him because he was so different. Yeah. Okay. Another. Yeah, they would love to. Yeah, sure. Yeah. They would love to. Okay. Did your family get involved in the ministry? <laughs> Well, uh, they, uh, I mean, it was so obvious to us as parents. Isn't that interesting? 
that uh, these guys wanted in, into everything. And they were just so delighted. And, and not to have to do something, but they got to. They were en enabled to. They were invited to. And, uh, Which is not typical. No. Not typical in Japan, not typical for pastors to include their kids in the way that these kids got included. That's a real message that's coming here. Uh, what happened, yeah, that uh, uh, all, all kids wanted to know, not could they play in our little group, but, but uh, what instrument are you going to give me? You know, what can I play? What can I do? And, and good night. Oh, 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 hold off. You know. <laughs> do you see Karen reluctant? <laughs> Is she reluctant to share, to sing, to speak? Attribute it to this guy who opened the door for her and gave her a place. Uh, any, anyway, the thing is, our our gang, uh, pardon me, all played their instruments, and and, uh, and and we together. Well, we had at least six, but we had many more instruments than that, uh, and because some played two instruments, so on. Okay, and then uh, what what happens that uh, everybody, not just in our area. But up and down from north end to the south end of Japan, heard about this uh, crazy outfit. Quiet. <laughs> and uh, what happened was that, yeah, everybody heard about it and were inviting us to come to their place, come to their area, come to their town. There we go. And we got so busy, Paul, you wouldn't imagine it. I imagine. Oh. <laughs> I was there with you. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was hard and fun because no matter where we go, the kids did even the packing of the car and the emptying of the car afterwards and so on. As a matter of fact, it was down in uh, Texas, Paul, uh, one time when he came home on furlough. Uh, I just out of curiosity, I thought, oh, I'll go and talk to some of the people who uh, were at the program. So, and I asked this lady, I said, well, how did you like the program? Oh. And then she kind of straightened out and she said, actually, it wasn't the program I enjoyed. I, I said, what? And she said, it was what happened before the program, and then after the program, yeah, and I'm really looking curious then, what do you mean? Well, she said, to see all your kids, the way they did it, they were happy as could be, unloading the car and running it over to where the program's going to be, and getting in the right place, and doing everything right in the same way afterward. Oh boy, they were happy to uh, unload it and bring, bring everything out of the, uh, the program area and uh, put it into the car, get it done. And, 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 and 
I'm looking at her. She says, yeah, that was really attractive. That really said something to me. I know at the church where I was pastor, there were groups that we would not have back because that we saw how they worked together and didn't work together, and then they did their show, and it, it lacked integrity and authenticity. Here, it was a, a different thing. I got one more question for you, but I see Stephen here has got a mic. Yeah, okay. I just want to say, you know, we weren't a perfect family. I mean, we had squabbles. We Don't had tell them. <laughs> oh, forget what I just said. <laughs> we were perfect, yeah. of course. But the thing is, uh, we had a shared mission. You know, we had the shared values. And uh, we, we, we wanted to glorify God, bring people into the kingdom. And it was uh, an excitement that we had. And, and when we stepped on each other's toes, we had to say, sorry. Yes. You know, I'm sorry. And we learned that way. And I just want to encourage people that, you know, uh, and families that, uh, you know, be joined together for a, a joint mission for the Lord, you know, to help others. Whatever it is that your family likes to do. I, I know when we first went to Japan, I, I took my little daughter and I said, you know what, how about if we don't buy a car and with the money we save, we could send it to the children in Africa, you know, to, to buy a bicycle. And we'll go around by bicycles, just the same. And, uh, you know, we'll have to go in the rain, and it's going to be a pain. And she said, let's do it. So we did. And now, guess where she is? She's in Africa helping little kids. Uh, World Vision. She's in charge of Somalia, and she's helping all the aid organizations there and raising millions of dollars from all nations all over the place. I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's where she got it, you know? You never know what your kids are going to catch. So yeah. beware what you put in their heads. <laughs> they go off to some strange lands. Yeah, yeah. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. Okay, we're going to wrap it up with this question. What are you most thankful for as you look back? Grandma, you start. What, what comes to mind? Uh, what are you grateful for? Oh, I'm mostly grateful because God is with us all the way. Yeah. I mean, without him, it <laughs> would have been worth nothing. Yeah. <laughs> if we'd gone in our own strength, and that would not have worked at all. That's so a message, isn't it? Yeah. You know, you can have enthusiasm. <coughs> you can have a call. And you can do it in your own strength. And it and amounts to... And you can have all kinds of talent, and you can have uh, gifts that you that are, are uh, given from God. But unless they're used for the Lord and under Him and with His direction, uh, you know they can they aren't going to be used for good. They can. Uh, so Okay, kids. How are you today, huh? All right. It's glad to see you guys. I think mom was not finished with her sentence. No. I think everybody heard what I had to say. I just want to thank the Lord. It was because of him, <laughs> because of Jesus, that we were there and because he kept us all the way. And we, we are so thankful. And then, Steve, right before you do this puppet show, the kids are getting ready, please still want to I just say something. I just want to say thank you to Margaret and Phil 
for serving Japanese people for many years as a representative of Japanese people. I was so impressed that by what you have done for serving Japanese people. Thank you so much.